Greetings, fellow investigators, and welcome to our video podcast, Into the Darkness, where my friends and I play the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. I'm your host, Tom Rayleigh. The scenario is Mr. Corbett. It was written by Michael DeWolf, and it appears in Mansions of Madness. It's one of my favorite scenarios, and this will be the third time that we've read it. Uh, I am the Game Master, and this is episode one. So without any further delay, let's begin our journey into the darkness. New England, for all its ghost-haunted nooks and crannies, can be very beautiful in the spring and summer months. Sometimes the days are perfect, the flowers bloom, the bees buzz, and the barbecue goes off without a hitch. But even in the best of neighborhoods, where nothing bad ever happens, the malignant seed of rumor can spring up and choke the flowers and poison the bees. To slightly paraphrase Henri de Balzac, it is often assumed by the leisurely and empty-headed who chatter amongst themselves for want of something better to do that quiet people who do not discuss their private lives openly must have something to hide. Our story begins on a hot Saturday afternoon, June 23rd, 1923. A group of neighbors gather for a barbecue at Mr. and Mrs. Peter Harrow's house in Southwest Arkham, Massachusetts. The Harrow's backyard has some substantial shade trees and the party goers sit and feast on ribs and corn on the cob and a bounty of other fresh vegetables. The guests chat about current events and comment on the state of the world at large. This is a typical Saturday and occurs many times in the warm months in a neighborhood where nothing ever happens. One thing that is not typical, the Harrow's across the street neighbor has joined them. Mr. Bernard Corbett is a well-known fixture in the neighborhood and he is liked by all, a quiet man. He has been invited many times over the years to these barbecues, but he's only rarely attended. Although you see him almost every day, it's usually nothing more than a friendly nod. He's an avid gardener and his large plot is meticulously maintained by his own hand. From spring until autumn, he often shares the bounty from his vegetable garden and fruit trees. He shares it with everyone in the neighborhood. People wake to find baskets of fruit on their front steps. The delicious flavored tomatoes on the table today were brought by him, as were the tasty summer squash and melons. He even brought a small oriental vase with, a, uh, with an orchid in it as a gift to Mrs. Harrow. Um, born and raised in Arkham, Mr. Corbett is a handsome man in his late 30s. Though he presents himself as a strong and confident man, his life has been plagued by tragedy. He attended Miskatonic University, but had to drop out after his father died in order to take over the family business. His mother died soon after that. He was happily married, but his wife died in childbirth and the baby was stillborn. All this happened over a decade ago and he has never been the same since. He continues to run his business, Corbett Importers of America, and is considered by his peers to be an outstanding businessman with a strong work ethic. He maintains membership in the Arkham Businessmen's Association and is considered to be a fair and honest man. He would make an excellent husband to anyone, but he has never gotten over the death of his wife and he remains stubbornly disinterested in social events, which is why he has never, which why he has attended so few barbecues. As you laugh and carry on sipping lemonade, Mr. Corbett sits quietly in a deck chair 
in the shade of, of the Hara's grand old oak tree and listens to your pleasant conversation. Take it away. Survey, glad you could make it. We just uh, got another a batch of uh, sweet corn off the grill, if you'd like one. It's excellent this year. Corbett special. I uh, hope, you, uh, hope you got a stiff drink to go with it. Uh, I don't think Talma's going to be joining us today. Uh, she, uh, she's trying to get me to get rid of the old, uh, you know, the, the old uh, Ashra levitation tables. Um, I just, I'm too attached to it. I can't, uh, you know, uh, stage magician and his, uh, you know, and his tricks. I can only imagine, of course. It's uh, always important can... to. It's always important. No, no, you carry to... on. I was going to offer you a drink, but, but that's fine. It's always important to think about all the skills that, that refer to, to magic or anything you, you can imagine. And uh, thanks, Peter, for the invi invitation. I took the liberty to, to come with Mar Maria. And uh, as a gift for your hospitality, I, bring, I did bring some baguette with me. Very nice. Thank you. Much appreciated. Uh, and survey, there is uh, the, um, the gin is in the uh, green carafe down there. It makes the lemonade a little bit drier. Anybody else want one? No, I'm good. Thank you. I've, I'm, I'm trying this new uh, water lemon mix that I've um, tasting. I, I'm not sure the kids like it. I, I'm, not, I'm not so keen on it, I must be honest. When I sweet. first went to Persia, I uh, the the they had shaved ice, and they would actually put a put a little bit of a lemon on it when I was there. Uh, I guess it was uh, it's uh, it's all the all the rage amongst the uh, the shahs over there. Of course, because uh, you know, being uh, being so well traveled, I, I I got to meet him myself. You know, I I'm sure I've told you all this. Rings a bell, yes. Bernard, the uh, cucumbers this year are remarkably crisp. Yes, um, I've done very well with them this year. No bugs at all. You might not believe me, but the secret is frogs. Frogs. <laughs> yes, I, um, I, I have uh, old pottery and um, the occasional dropped coffee cup, which I take into my yard around my garden. And I bury them partway in the ground with um, a little bit above ground and the uh, frogs and toads tend to move in. They like, uh, they like the cool dampness of them and uh, the, the restrictive sides. And I must have two dozen frogs living in my garden and they all come out every night and eat every bug that manages to land in my garden. So I'm, I'm almost completely bug free, not a caterpillar on the broccoli. It's uh, quite marvelous uh, organic gardening. Staying away from the sounds really, sides. Sounds really interesting. From what, I, from what I've heard from my father in France, uh, I heard that they use uh, coccinelle to, to fight against the flies. 
uh, if I recall correctly, since I, you, you all know me, I learned, uh, I learned English on the fly. Um, I think it is ladybug, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, yes, they uh, eat aphids or some such. The ladybird yeah. beetles, yes, they're very pretty too in the garden. And praying mantises as well. Mm. And the croaking of the frogs at night doesn't bother you? Not really. I mean, we've got woodlands all the way around us, so it's not much much different. The cicadas in the hot of the summer usually get to me a bit, but that's about all. Um, my chiefest enemy is Mr. Raccoon. Um, sometimes it's difficult to get a good head of uh, of, of uh, corn. Um, they love the corn, and I don't plan very much. They have the decency much. to uh, announce their intent with the mask of the bandit. I've uh, I've thought about sitting out in my garden with a shotgun and uh, uh, picking them off, but uh, we're not allowed to shoot guns in. Uh, uh, inside the uh, the city, um, I could put a trap together for you. Uh, you know, it's a snare or uh, something a little more humane, if you like. Uh, I've, I mean, I've got I've got the stuff in the in the wood shop. Uh, you know, uh, as long as it's not too late, uh, Tom would kill me. But uh, yeah, I mean, I could throw that together for you here one of these days. Uh, just say the word. Perhaps we should get together and talk. I've tried a few. I've tried a few traps and snares and, and with limited success. For the most part, I managed to do pretty well. I've thought even about, I, I have such an abundance, I plant some of the vegetables knowing that they're going to uh, rob me like the little bandits that they are. You tried with a dog? Uh, I'm not really a dog person or a cat person. Um, they require a lot of attention. No. Yeah, cats are, are a lot easier than dogs, I must admit. That's true. Come and go as they wish. Dog is sometimes a bit needy. I mean, oh, I can no. see the appeal of a pet. But... Um... I should think that a cat would wreak havoc on your frog population as well. That's probably true. But I can't particularly picture you in a lawn chair with a shotgun on your lap. A trap seems much more likely. Well, we could always drug them. Something that'll just knock them out. We can just move them out of the neighborhood. That's an interesting idea. I'm afraid it's out of my expertise. Any new commissions, Eugene? Oh, new of, commissions. Uh, I had a new commission about those fruit baskets, uh, those wood fruit, fruit baskets, that some people ask me on top of um, the coffin. You know, I think I have it somewhere as an example. Yes, this one. Oh, that's kind of kind of neat. Do you, do you think I, I would be able to get you to 
I mean, we've got that new installation I was talking to you about. So like the, the soda fountains, um, the machine actually arrived this week, but it's in this big, uh, what do you call it, uh, case, but it's, it's, it's not really, it's not decorative enough, I think. So I'm thinking of um, diamond shaped panels, blue, light blue and green. Um, maybe you could, could you help me with something to that extent. We just have to, we just have to buy the stain for, for the wood, but it's perfectly feasible. Ah, I think it'll be a it'll be it'll, it'll I think it'll look really really good. It's just hard to to get. Um, I mean, I think my I think my main clientele would be the the kids and the, the university students. Um, and I need something that's juiced up to get them in. I mean, I know they they uh, they come for the other stuff. Uh, I'd have to look in the book my um, my uh, my I can't say my master at this point. Uh, my master Chapel uh, gave me back at the time. I think it was uh, designs that uh, were that were that were, that were concerning um, kids or um, or uh, anything of that nature. So sounds good. Sounds good. Well, I must say that um, the desk that you uh, made for me, Eugene, was is a rem remarkable piece of furniture. Um, I, I I find myself spending more and more time at my desk. I learned from I learned from a great man. Um, you must come round, uh, gentlemen, to, to 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 see it. It's it is a remarkable piece of furniture. It's like so every actually, art. Yes. It's like every art. Mr. Servé, uh, Monsieur Servé, uh, right here can, I think, can uh, apply to this too, because you always think, you always think that you are good in it, but at some point you feel like it is not enough, and this is why I start to 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 get into blacksmithing lately. Yeah. The. Uh... You know the what, there's all these different tricks that uh, you know you pick up here and there. You know a little bit of uh, you know a little bit of this, a little of that. You know, and I'm just like got a coin and doing this whole. Um, you know, but but you're right. There's always something. Uh, there, there, there's always something more. You know, there, there's that that the, the truth that comes from uh, from true creation. You know, something that's unique. You know, something that's yours. But um, surely, um, from woodwork to, to blacksmithy is uh, a, a, a big step for you, Eugene. How are you finding it? Is, it? it is a big and um, and a small step at the same time. At the beginning, I was thinking that it would help me to control the costs, to repair my tools and uh, everything of that nature, but. At some point, I did think about doing things like that. Simple, effective. Hmm. Uh, it makes me think of the uh, the Bushmen. They have instruments that's like that in South Africa. Mm, brings back memories, you know. Berenbaum, right? They're certainly built like a uh, blacksmith. 
it's nothing fancy really it's uh, a few bars of metal in uh, with screws and nothing more than a case of resonance did you tune it by ear did you uh, how'd you did you use uh did you, or did you use forks or it, it sounds like it's in a it's pretty pretty well in tune um you know i, I may have you uh i may have you come come look at the piano um it's uh it's in dire need of a tune and well a magician never reveals his secrets but i i i think i could use your help actually with a trick i'm working on with the piano so uh if you've got a decent if you want to i can swing if a you want around. to uh, on uh, instruments in general, uh, since I am not really used to, to make instruments, I refer to the manual of my uh, of my master, uh, Monsieur Chapelle. Seems to me too that piano tuning is an art all in itself, isn't it? It's and commonly so... the blind, is it not, that tune pianos? I was not aware of that. That's true. Well, I've I've heard that um, lack in one sense increases the um, the range of the, of other senses, but I don't think uh, piano tuners are exclusively blind. Um, but I'm I'm sure that they are quite capable of performing. Yeah, it's not exclusively by any means, but it's, you know, it's a, it's a uh, skilled labor that the sightless can perform and there is a limit, you know, there are only so many things. Certainly the piano tuner isn't using his eyes while he's working, so it's interesting, interesting idea. A lot of, craftsmen, a lot of craftsmen in France or in not, not simply craftsmen, but a lot of people in France just say, Plus tu, plus tu travailles, plus tu es bon, which can uh, mostly uh, roughly traduce to the more you work at something, the better you get at it. Mm. Okay. Well, I can that's tell you something that's true. getting something that's not getting better is this water lemon flavor. I'm going to get something else. I'll try the lemonade. It's um, it's perfect. Yeah, I think I'll finish my gin by now. So if uh, if you're standing up, you just kind of, you know. Oh, uh, you want one? Yeah. Yes, I think yeah, I like I'll... lemonade. Sounds delightful. Right, anyone else? Let's see. Oh, I'll stick with the lemonade. Thank you, Jacobus. All right. Cool. Uh, alcohol doesn't agree with me. I'm gonna try it too. After all, I'm gonna help you with uh, with a bit of furniture. So. Let the smell be some, be some part of it too. Uh, yeah. I, I, I may employ your services once more um, in the near future, Eugene. I'm running out of um, book space. Of course. Hmm. What you need is a secret door. You need that, you know, you, a whole second. Do you have a, do you have a, uh, a latrine closet or uh, perhaps an old servant's quarters that isn't being used? That's the, the best libraries. You know, you have the uh, pull back on uh, on your, uh, you know, on your M for mystery. You know, of course, I am the, uh, you know, I, I am the marvelous, mysterious magician after all. So pull on the M, it slides away and enter you go. 
It's just like, like uh, just like my project. volunteer trunk trick. Of course, you got you guys. You you've all you've all seen that. Um, I'm. I, you could tell I'm getting ready to wind up for the same. The check out how awesome and famous I am story that I've told a million times before. Um, you know, I'm about to take a big deep breath, and here it comes. That so, reminds me, survey. Uh, I was wondering about this. Um, magicians. Uh, tricks, the mechanism for a sliding door, that sort of thing. Do you, are those patented? How do you protect your information when you have, you know, a dedicated secret like that? I've never seen a patent for a magical item come through the office. So, well, uh, I, I, I tell you, a magician never reveals his tricks, but, uh, you know, you can have this one for free. My greatest trick was finding a good lawyer. Um, the uh, Horace Green. He's uh, he's a he's a he's a great guy. Yeah, I, yeah, I know um, I know Green. He's responsible. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Yes. Uh, I, I recently signed a contract. That's why I'm I'm no longer touring. I recently signed a contract with him. Uh, I'm sure you've noticed the song "The Lady in Half." It's starting to pop up a little bit more. Um, but yeah, we uh, yeah we 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 sold the rights. You can license it now. Instead of telling people you can't do my trick because it's mine, they'll eventually figure it out. Give it to them, but ask them to give you a taste. Right. Yeah, surely, that. surely by now you can now tell us how that trick works. I mean, I know you've been like hush hush, but if it's now, well, I won't say common knowledge, but I mean, we know each other quite a while now. Well, you know, really, the uh, you know the trick itself it it, it doesn't take uh, it, it it's not that much of a of a secret. The uh, the trick is it's we we don't have the wives present tonight. Uh, it's it's this suffrage movement that's going on uh you know there wasn't anything fancy or anything special or anything remarkable about sawing your uh, random stage hand in half you know the the bumbling fool that uh you know that you have that, that drops the juggle balls you know things like that um this this uh this women's suffrage movement it just it's it had the uh, it has the people all fired up they're animated and there's some uh there's some an undercurrent that the uh, the, the, the trick capitalized on. And I think that that's what made it such a huge success. But really the, uh, you know, the, the, the trick, it's, it's very simple. I could, I could show you, you could do it with two chairs right now actually, and a tablecloth if you wanted to. Um, but uh, the, the, the thing that really made it stand out was using the buzz saw, uh, of course. And uh, so the blood in the, in, the front of the, in the front of the theater, we actually use horse's blood. We would just pay the, pay the state, you know, the, the butcher boys to come in and slosh it through the gutters. It's a, it's, it's a, it's a lot of sizzle and flash, but really it's, it's a, it's very simple mechanically to, uh, to pull off. Uh, it's, 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 it's Subtlety like, is key. Subtlety is key. It's, it's, are, are you telling me that it's more of a mechanism than it is magic? Oh, you, you mean like uh, like sawing like a woman in half? Magic, and I. I mean, how how do you how do you, I've I've seen you many years ago saw a woman in half, and you separated the two boxes, and the top half was in one box, and the and her legs moved. Mm -hmm. How how is that? I mean, maybe you don't want to reveal that to me, but no, 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 of course. So uh, at this point, he, uh, survey stands up, and he moves next to uh, who, who's sitting next to me. Um, probably Horatio. 
I, I we're about we're about the same uh, same build. And I, I sit down next to him, and uh, I start moving around a bunch of stuff and just getting everybody to focus and on all that. And then I uh, uh, I kind of nudge uh, nudge your legs. Now uh, kick out your legs, Horatio. And uh, you know he starts kicking them out. And then I rotate the table a bit, you know, and lean back. And he's kicking his legs. And then I just kind of push my chair away from the table. And uh, creates a separation that it makes it seem, you know, I, use your imagination. You know what, you know, we all know how the trick works. But so uh, there's there's two people. There are there are two people. Yes. I always thought it was done with mirrors. Well, see, that's that that's the uh, the sawing part, of course. Uh, the to cover up the switch. Uh, you know, you will use mirrors, especially when when I implemented the 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 glass front uh, version of the trick. Uh, you know, with, with the buzz saw. And again, uh, you know, most most of these most of these yokels, they didn't even have electricity yet in their homes. Uh, you know, and all of a sudden they've got the lights in the stage. Uh, a lot of the sizzle and the flash, again, you know, those uh, is a, you know those Barnum boys, they had it figured out. Uh, there's you know you you dazzle them with uh, dazzle them with the lights and the music and uh, you know give them a uh, give them a feast of uh, uh, sensory uh, overload there. And I mean, I barely, you know, you barely need to have to, you know, palm a card and then, you know, you can get them eaten out of your hand immediately. What's, uh, what's in this lemonade? I'm, I'm staring at uh, Survey and he's looking awfully blurry. <laughs> Is it one of your tricks, Survey? Uh, perhaps. It's very interesting. It sounds like much of magic is just developed out of kids' pranks. Yeah, I think there's, there's, there's nothing. I mean, it's all just superstitious. The superstition that drives the uh, the, um, the thought of, of, of something that isn't there. Well, the people really believe in magic when they go to magic shows. I mean, we they all know it's traits, right? Well, um, well by, by, by the sounds of it, sounds like someone someone fortune wants tellers. to see <laughs> fortune tellers are trying to deceive people with magic tricks. Uh, yeah, you haven't seen uh, you haven't seen the show. Uh, you didn't see the show, the last leg of the tour. Uh, we no, uh, I, I haven't gone we, to the show in a bringing, long time. Um, yeah, we. Uh, I'm. I'm almost ashamed to admit it. We we did start bringing uh, bringing the seances in, and it just uh, they want something to believe. Uh, so it, it'll it, it'll it'll bring them in. I suspect that since the fun of going to the magic show is trying to guess at how the trick is done, I think people would be very upset if something that actually appeared to be magical happened on the stage. They would feel cheated and confused and frightened, run you out of town. I imagine something tragic could happen on the stage and they would think it's part of the show. You might accidentally really cut a woman in half. Uh, you've, all, you've all heard about the bullet catch uh, trick, uh, the man who invented that. I mean, he just, uh, what was it, last fall, he just, uh, he, he died after performing it, you know? I don't know that I read about that. I've been obsessed lately with the uh, news reports coming out of Europe about the uh, Etna eruption. 
the plume of smoke is covering, you know, thousands of miles and tens of thousands of people have been displaced. Makes for a very the, grim reading. That the same volcano that uh, destroyed uh, Pompeii? I believe it is. I believe it is. And I, I read that, that um, the, the smoke from that was so, so remarkable that it affected the weather for some time to come. Well, sunlight, sunlight is directly connected to human life. From what some people in France think, it may be possible. Yeah, Those I mean, smoke in the air. All of this, all, all of Bernard's excellent produce, grew in the light of the sun. Without it, we have nothing. It's all chemical reactions. Nothing more. You know, I suppose. The agriculture has a, uh, you know, has, has some kind of uh, creation story, some kind of myth. You know, the, the Egyptian god Ra, um, the, uh, well, I don't know, I've had a, a bit to drink. I, I can't think of anything, anyone other than that. But of course, you know, there's uh, the, the sun gods, the Mayans, of course, down in uh, Mexico. That reminds me, Mr. Corbett, your um, order or a medium force fight. Um, it'll be in on Tuesday. Oh, excellent. Some and sort then, of fertilizer? Yes, um, yes. There's a lot of, uh, there's been a number of papers written about it being used um, to supplement soils and uh, add nitrogen and things to the soil. I've been doing some, you know, all I have to do is gardening. Um, other than regular work and uh, it's been my hobby so i've been trying different things and seeing if i can I, obviously i'm doing some good uh, everything is growing nicely indeed you're sort of both a scientist and a magician when it comes to the garden oh, i'd say that yes and this orchid is remarkably delicate mm. actually they're fairly hardy um, it's just that, you know, up until maybe 50 years ago, nobody really knew how to grow them. Grow them. Um, from what I understand, uh, there were a number of very wealthy English uh, gentlemen who had large greenhouses, orangeries, and they were importing ferns and greenery and things like that. And in one case, a box of ferns that arrived was packed with um, orchid uh, bulbs um, that they were just using as packing material. <laughs> and uh, a couple of his gardeners decided that they would see if they could get them to grow and voila, these magnificent flowers appear. And then it became an obsession and uh, a deadly one. Um, oh yes, there, there are, there probably are still today people scouring South America and Asia and stuff looking for orchids and murdering one another when they find them. Yeah. Um, it's, it's ridiculous. Oh, ghastly business. They've, they've also gone into areas and collected as many orchids as they can and then burned the forest, the, the jungle, in order to keep anybody else from getting them. It's, uh, it's, it's like probably... They well, the probably depths, destroyed. The depths that people go the resort to. And it's all for flowers. 
Well, I mean, the Dutch and tulips, after all. I'm sure, I'm sure people died over the Dutch tulips. I must say, Bernard. Um, I must say, Bernard, the, uh, the the vase that the the orchid is 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 in is um, yes, most unique. Most unique. That came from uh, Punjab, India. Um, I got a number of them in for my shop, and I thought that one was particularly pretty, uh, uh, particularly suited to Mrs. Harrow. So, do, do the designs mean anything? I don't really know. Uh, it's difficult. I've noticed over the years, it's very difficult to pin down uh, the Hindu belief system. Um, it's really multiple religions, um, millions of different deities and so forth that all have regional aspects. There's Some say there's more deities than there are people living in India. Um, and everybody has their own, their own, I'm sorry? Do you, mind, do you mind if I take a look? Uh, oh, at the, the, the uh, base? Yeah, 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 of course. It's very pretty. Um, do, uh, do, do I see anything? Um, it's mostly flowers, you know, pretty. Okay. It's yeah. very beautiful, delicate work with uh, probably gold paint and flowers. In it. Um, did you, uh, Mr. Corbett, did you uh, happen to uh, hear back uh, from, from your associate about the... Uh, um, the, 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 from, um, oh, what was his name? Your, your contact overseas there in, in Egypt. Uh, I, I'd asked about those urns. Those oh, that's urns. Yes. Um, I haven't heard back from him lately. Uh, I can, I'll, I'll send him an inquiry tomorrow. Oh, uh, uh, Monday, tomorrow's Sunday. Indeed. Um, it, it, it sometimes takes a great deal of time to get correspondence back and forth between especially Egypt and uh, oddly enough, India and China are much easier to get a hold of than, than Of Egypt. course, you could almost teach yourself a new skill during the, uh, the, the, the transatlantic crossing, you know? It's true. And then um, also Eugene, uh, had an order in for ebony, I think it was, wasn't it? Or teak, um, some yes. wood. Yeah, I believe that is on a steamer on the way here. Um, maybe a week That's or right so you should, should see it. Um, but then uh, maybe we shouldn't talk business when we have a party. Has anyone um, read the latest edition of the uh, Sentinel? There's some some Christmas stuff in there. Right? I was never... talking about fates earlier on. I think there's uh, um, that article about the jackal still being used. Oh, those people. They don't know what they are doing. Um, I, I don't keep up on the news very much. What what do you mean the jackal? Uh, an animal that's well, running around? Yeah, it's, it's, probably, it's probably good you don't have any pets. It's... It's this... Um, it seems to be the, the pets are going missing all over Arkham. And um, Lisa suspecting what I call, I think they call it a cult or something. Oh, rubbish, utter rubbish. It's probably just some wildcat or something, bobcat or something that comes in and picks off bits. I mean, the only thing that, yeah, I don't believe in monsters like that. 
it's been going on for for quite some time now. Um, it's quite disturbing. Um, the pets you say are going missing. Yeah. Peter, don't you have the, the paper so we can have a quick look somewhere lying around? Yeah. It's from this morning. I think there was enough real news in the world, but this piece, uh, yes, as you say, jackal still on the loose. Police confess that after nearly two years, they are still baffled by the mutilation and destruction of so many beloved pets. There's now some speculation that these slayings may be part of some sort of satanic cult. People are warned to keep their pets in a safe area and not let them roam, especially in the areas near Central Hospital. Previous suspects in this case have been questioned and released through lack of evidence. The wisest course of action is to protect our pets from this slayer of animals who is now commonly referred to as the jackal. Hmm. Yeah, I can't believe it's it's a, it's a person doing this, to be quite honest. But it's, it's more likely to be um, some madman than, than an actual jackal, surely. Well, and who... The, the thought of a wild animal um, running loose for two years. Well, that's also true. It's, it's unbelievable. Are jackals from Africa? So yeah, they are. They actually. Yeah, um, the, the word mutilation suggests that this isn't uh, animal. Uh, yeah, but, but it sounds like claws and teeth. Sounds like, and but I, I can't believe a satanic cult in 1923. I mean, people aren't really that barbaric, are they? No, no. I mean, this is New England. No, I don't know. You've heard about. I mean, the I can... over in Russia. I mean, it's things are getting. Uh, Things are getting pretty pretty dicey. I don't know. Yeah, civilized it's, man. My goodness. It can it can still be a psychopath or, or something like this. You know, you never know. Um, this the, the lemonade. It's it's very sweet. Did you say something about gin? Yes, and the uh, the tinted. Uh, I'll get I'll get it. I'll just stay put. You say when. All right, you, you pour some in. Let's thank you. Thank you very much. I find it a um, refreshing addition on a summer's afternoon, in moderation. Indeed, indeed. Yeah, it's uh, always good to uh, uh, temperance, right? Of course. And it, it, he finishes his third. Uh, uh, maybe, maybe a. Uh, 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 maybe another one or two uh, before, you know, before before I eat my fill, uh, perhaps. Well, uh, you know, with uh, Talma not watching, it'll be our little secret. Indeed, she always was. Uh, she always was better with the uh, be, be, with the sleight of hand than I was. So uh, we just have, we just have to watch out. And I don't say stop. It's it's. Uh, more, more than polite society, I guess, would uh, would say would be appropriate at this point. I'd say then, yeah, it's it's getting to be pretty full. Um, yeah, yeah, no, just 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 a touch of the lemon there. Perfect, perfect, perfect. Yes. Mm -hmm. uh, I think the uh, 
the next round of ribs uh, will be ready in a few minutes if anybody has any more room. And I'm putting on more of this uh, excellent corn, Bernard. Um, Peter, if, if you don't mind, I'm, uh, I'm feeling a little fatigued and uh, I'm not used to all of this excitement. Um, uh, I'm going to um, retire for the evening. I don't want to cause anyone else to, to leave, but uh, uh, your hospitality has been magnificent. Thank you so much. I'll have to try and come to more of your parties. Uh, uh, and I'm uh, very glad you could make it this afternoon. I'll, uh, I'll say uh, goodbye to the, the ladies. Yes, right. you'll, you'll find Marta right through there. Uh, looks like. Uh, uh, <clears throat> uh, yeah, do, uh, looks do like Jacobus is asleep. If you get a hold of your fellow, uh, your man in, uh, in Cairo there in customs. I'll call you on Monday. Okay, of course. Thank you. Or you can just drop by the shop too. It's not that far. Anyways, thank you. Thank you very much for a lovely day. Thank you for coming. Uh, he turns around and goes across the street into his house. Well, that was an interesting change of pace, wasn't it? I didn't think oh. he'd ever come. You know, yeah. how long has it been? How many times have we been doing this? He's never showed once. I mean, percentage of invitations that he even really acknowledges is very small. Um, really, here he's. Either he's very occupied or well, you know, he has been he has been very unhappy. And and very, you know, very much to himself, you know. Well, um, hopefully I, his presence, uh, his presence today will be a, a sign of good things to come. And we'll be seeing more of him in the social aspect. It's, it's it's good it's good yeah he's not you know he's still a young man um and it's been quite a while since his loss he should really be around people and perhaps you know start another family sort of breaking again. breaking his shell yes yeah yeah uh, any of the missuses have uh, have sisters i mean uh, I, I, I don't see him going out much. Uh, this is probably the first time I've seen him anywhere other than going to the going to the, the uh, import shop. So, uh, you know, maybe we should uh, maybe we should look out for him. You know, be a little neighborly and maybe set set him up on uh, on a on a meet cute, so to say. Fourth of July is coming up. We should definitely think about eligible women in their maybe early thirties. As long as I didn't show up to one of those suffragette uh, meetings. Almost as bad as the Bolsheviks, then. I might have some fragrant wood somewhere to do something to complement with it, depending on what you need, of course. Fragrant wood for? Anything for a surprise or anything, making something to, to add up, you know? I have never been that good with so, so the social aspect in general, as you know it. So. Mm. I, I'm sure, sure, whatever you. Language, you know, it's, uh, uh, you know, we, we all have our, we all have our way to speak. I, I'm sure whatever you make, uh, Eugene will um, 
will will be good enough. Also, we will have to 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 war to not warn, but um, how to explain this to 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 put um, put our uh, sleepy friend to to the information when he will get be be awake. Well, I mean, first I thing is that we're going to see that he, he doesn't. Uh, get a sunburn. Let me open the newspaper over him. Um, I'm helping him. Oh, again, Mount Etna. Um, what else is here? Prank at Miskatonic University. It must be a slow news week. The jackal, I don't know. It is definitely not good news. Well, a terrible business at the university um, about the goat. Um, oh, I missed that. What happened to a goat? So anti-sportive. So um, anti-sportive. Oh, some of the baseball team um, performed a prank that went wrong with their mascot, which happened to be a goat, and the goat ended up with a, with a heart attack and died. Ghastly, ghastly. The youth of today, they never learn. Uh, you know, college pranks, but what would give a goat a heart attack? Did they, I mean, what was the prank? Did they set a lion on it? Um, well, they, they kidnapped the poor thing. Uh, no pun intended, but um. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, I hear that. Okay. Oh, here's the really? item. I, 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 Miskatonic mm. youth prank turns sour. Summer session pranks are in full swing, but last Wednesday, a number of players in the university baseball team abducted the Gloucester goat mascot known as Pinkerton. Their intention was to return the goat after being ransomed by the other team. Unfortunately, the goat suffered a heart attack and died. That is absurd. They are in luck. They are so in luck that Monsieur Chappelle wasn't their instructor. They are so in luck with this. Uh, the Chappelle would have uh, taken it hard, I guess. It wouldn't be a ruler. It would have been more something like this. Not oh, like this, is, of course. This is grim, too. Central Hospital is housing the overflow patients from Friday's disaster at Central Sanitarium, but it's ill-equipped to handle metal patients and is hoping the hospitals in Ipswich and Beverly will consider, I'm from Beverly, you know, consider offering some relief. Large waterman broke in the Bolton wing, causing flooding. Can you imagine having to house a bunch of lunatics out of the sanitarium? Ghastly places. It's ghastly. Uh... Housing for the mentally ill patients may take weeks to resolve. Well, 
If that had happened two years ago, I'd blame that for the mutilated animals. You know, it's funny, I'm, I'm, it's odd to be reading the news over Jacobus like this. <laughs> but yeah, it's uh, definitely, uh, definitely an improvement on, uh, on, on my disappearing uh, woman trick though, I, I will say. <laughs> the vanishing barbecue guest. My next act, I'll have, to, I'll have to get a hold of Horace about that one. If you were going to cause a goat to have a heart attack, what? How would you induce a heart attack in a goat? Extreme, extreme stress. Positive. I can only, I can only imagine that the um, the lads in question were overly rough with the poor creature. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I don't. I've never kidnapped a live animal myself. There was a uh, the man that I learned the uh, the the snake uh, the snake rope trick from. Uh, he actually had uh, he had a camel that uh, developed a taste for uh, for spirits, and uh, he would uh, uh, by the end of the by the end of the evening, uh, several gallons in, uh, you know, uh, the, the camel would indeed be drunk. Uh, you know, perhaps the. You know, perhaps the the youngsters uh, decided to uh, imbibe with the with the goat. Maybe that maybe that caused it. The uh, the folly of youth, as they say, I guess. Who knows what they were got up to with that poor animal? Not to mention <sighs> that domesticated animals, uh, from what I remember, who was back then uh, a bit today but i think wild animals are more resistant to resilient to stress than domesticated ones from what i remember uh jacobus suddenly wakes with a start with the newspaper draped over him and he's back ladies and gentlemen that was it the disappearing newspaper garden guest and forgive us Jacobus uh, we were just um, shading you from the sun while, while you had your nap that's okay take take a minute wake up yeah, we can tell you're uh, you're still a bit out of it uh, yeah, I, I, I do I do apologize Th thank you yeah. not at all we've yeah we've all had I'll, a, I'll a glass of ice water um and uh, the latest round of ribs are ready if you'd like to line your stomach, unless you're. Uh, thank you, thank you. Perhaps, perhaps, uh, perhaps uh, move your seat under the under the shade of the tree. Bernard, let, let, let me do let me do that. Thank you, gentlemen. I do I do appreciate. Bernard uh, sends his farewells. He took his leave while you were out, and we were saying how remarkable it was to see him at all. Yes, I must say, I, mean, I, I see him every now and then, um, uh, lunchtime, he, as he goes to office. And, um, really. He could not be more regular in his habit. Yeah, I see him every day, but only to only a nod, generally. Yeah. It's, um, I, I sometimes wonder about him. He seems so lonely. Well, But we, he doesn't join us more. We were talking about whether we knew any eligible women, maybe in their early to mid-30s. Perhaps this 
you know, sudden relative sociability indicates that he might be thinking about, you know, Maybe. going back to his life after his um, losses. So what, what do you, how, how old did you say is, is Miss Buckwater? Miss Buckwater. Uh, Josephine. Um, yeah. Oh, sorry, uh, Rashi, yeah. Um, oh, she's, I don't think she's um, available. Ah. Uh, for court, for court team, she's, um, she's in her 60s, you know. Well, it wouldn't wouldn't be the first time, you know, uh, depending on the uh, depending on the, the the size of the dowry, I suppose. But uh, you know, say, uh, uh, yeah, Mr. Dewalt, uh, you, you uh, don't have any. Uh, your wife does she have a sister, or uh, we're trying to maybe fix him up for the uh, for the Fourth of July. Um, you know, uh, maybe bring uh, maybe bring some eligible young women around there for uh, for our guest. And I would be at a loss if if I lost Josephine to a. Uh... To, to anyone huh? I, I must admit i did not i i did misjudge uh, josephine's age she she doesn't come across i thought she was definitely much younger don't, don't let the missus hear that <clears throat> she does look good though for her age right all right so as the evening goes on you guys indulge in some more food some dessert that the ladies have made up. You have some cigars and some cognac. And is there anything that you would like to do before the end of the evening, before you go to bed and you know, retire for the, the day? I mean, you know, of course, the, the household will have a lot of cleaning to do. Um, yeah, I think. Um, oh, I'm sure. I'm sure Josephine would help would help with that, uh, Peter. Right. So we'll be negotiating how much Josephina helps and how how I usher you out at some point so that we all maintain the correct social balance of... Ari, I can help too, if you want. Yeah, well, I mean, again, I invite you here to enjoy yourselves, not to uh, not to labor. If you... I, we do have... Um, uh, uh, you know, we do... Uh, have a fair bit of food if you want to take anything for you know an early week lunch or something. So um, I was actually thinking about uh, seeing if if Talma might want to drop off. Uh, the, he doesn't have a woman in the home, uh, Mr. Corbett. You know, just just to show him that we uh, we enjoyed his company as much as he enjoyed ours. Uh, maybe we could put together some of the terrine of leftovers. Um, uh, just just uh, you know, let's let's keep the uh, let's grease these tracks. Let's uh, you know make him feel welcome to come back again. Capital yeah. idea surveys capital. Yeah, let's put a, a little note saying how nice it was to see him on top of it. I'm all for That's it. That's a stellar I idea. Can, I can engrave it if you want. It's not that complicated or long or new. Oh, I think something more casual. I mean, it's a barbecue after all. Um, uh, before the next barbecue, uh, I was also thinking, uh, since you know we've got the lads together for the moment, I, I'd like to propose a poker game uh, from Friday, and maybe we can get him around for that as well. 
Uh, can Do you, you make think it? He plays poker? I think he probably doesn't. Uh, I'm, no, actually, the Friday is not good. It'll have to be the Sunday, uh, which is just before the fourth, anyway. Um, I don't. I don't imagine he does play poker, but I imagine once he knows the rules, he'll be frighteningly good at it. The man's yeah. mind is so orderly. That is true. Um, so you know, it'll be low stakes, friendly game, two decks. You know, I'll uh, get. Uh, I'll. S I'll make sure that I bring in uh, another set of these, uh, another box of these cigars, which I find rather nice. Um, so I hope I can count you in. Sunday, say, start at 6 p.m. and we'll have a light dinner after the first few hands. Sounds uh, good to just, me. Just, just warning you, don't let the, uh, don't, don't let the wives play. My, uh, my wife will clean you out. Um, she's, uh, she's pretty deft. Uh, that's noted, and I also, I, I'm perhaps we won't have you deal, given. Up these sleeves, either. <laughs> I don't think you're. I don't think you'd have to have anything up your sleeves at all. I can trust that you could put four aces in your hand every time. Uh, and if the ladies are free, then we can set up a bridge table inside for them, uh, away from uh, all the cigar smoke. Uh, I'm afraid I don't know how to play poker, but bridge, um, I'm familiar with with bridge. Well, perhaps we'll alternate hands and everyone will learn something. Bridge um, is a gambling game too, I understand. Uh, you know, I think we've got a Mahjong set somewhere inside the house and Marta's been after me to learn how to play that, but it seems awfully complicated and foreign. But no, we could have no, a general games night. Yeah, you, you, you'd love it. It's, uh, it's, 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 it's perfectly exotic. I've never been out of New England, after all. Here you are, a world traveler. Okay. I didn't want to break the mood, but the only card game I always play, I ever played in my in player life was the Boulette, a French card game. I don't know if I've heard that. I, I hold up. Sounds like. That. Sounds like this, it can be quite a pleasant evening. Lots to learn. Yes, we'll call it games night. Maybe I'll set up a dartboard outside as well. All right, so the sure. evening, the evening winds itself down and you all end up going home. Uh, the next day is Sunday. Um, do any of you have any plans? Um, if not, we can skip ahead, let's say to Monday and uh, I to say it's a neighborhood where not much ever happens. Nothing ever happens. Well, certainly, um, uh, none of us are pet owners, and we're pretty yeah, far don't... from the district that, that was described as having as being the epicenter of the pet problem. Right. Not near us. All right. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll sort of keep an eye on the paper for other local oddities because that's a little disturbing. But other than that, I'm perfectly happy to get back to law for a Monday morning, bright and early. If the weather's pleasant Sunday, I'd probably be on my um, porch reading a book or two. I'm gonna, I was well, going to see here. if uh, uh, Eugene, or is that the, sorry, I'm just, uh, uh, the French was never my, uh, was never my strong suit. Uh, more of a more of an Eastern guy. Um, 
I was gonna see if you uh, if you wanted to give me a hand, maybe put assembling some of these uh, some of these traps for the for the raccoons and such. Um, of course. You know the the wife she lets the cat out sometimes, and if uh, you know whether it was this this jackal or uh, you know getting in a fight with a raccoon, uh, I I just don't think uh, her heart could take it if anything ever happened to that that poor thing. Um, of course, uh, of course. In uh, these, these my, traps. Uh, my latest uh, skills in, uh, in blacksmithing can become something correct, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We could, uh, we, you know, just just fab fabricating the the, the springs uh, to get them to be the, the you know the, the proper tension would be. Uh, I just I just don't have anything like that. Uh, you know, you, we don't. Uh, I think Mr. Corbett said he didn't want to kill the uh, animals after all. So you you know maybe uh, again you could. Uh, you could help fashion some of those springs. So that that'd be great. I'd appreciate it. Let's uh let's get get something on the on the books for here for this week. So mm. uh, I hope these way, traps traps will be humane. Uh, um, Tom, by the way, uh -huh. for uh, for blacksmithing, since I only have thirty um voyage for roll or I think that's a Tom question. What was your question? Uh, do I roll for um, for blacksmithing since I don't have that high of a score? Well, if you've never really done it before, I mean, you're just learning. It's um, recent. It's recent, but it's the same idea generally. Yeah, as... I'd say it's a craft. You can put that on there in your craft. Give yourself, I don't know, thirty percent. It's. Uh, I already put it. Okay. It's yeah. More of a ahead. recent thing, but yeah. Yeah. Thing is I mean, not it's complicated you're wor you're working together so i don't think you i mean you're you're, you're working together i don't see any reason to you know, it's all trial can help them out with the uh, yeah. uh, mechanical repair of 70 if there's any issues with the, uh, and the mechanism itself we can we can iron it out i think we could you're doing this on sunday or you're doing it uh on sunday probably well, yeah you know i think i went over to to schedule it but uh we got you know, I, I, we got to talking about just the uh, possibilities for it. The next thing you know, the thing's half built already. So, uh, you know, it's uh, what, what do you know? Hey, you know, glad I stopped over, right? Okay, you're you're at Eugene's house, or yes. Okay. Cool. Oh no, my bad, my bad. I mistook something for the springs. Uh, the springs are not that complicated to do. My okay, bad. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah, and, and I've got I've got you know uh, tools at the tools at the house too. Whatever right. we need, you know. So this is the next day, and you guys have been working on this. What do you want to do besides that? I think that's well enough because making right. springs by hand is already time consuming. All right. Did it look like uh, Did it look like Mr. Corbett? Um, it, it, Opened up and uh, grabbed the basket and all that, or uh, uh, you know, did, did he, you did he left a basket over there? Yeah, we sent over the the terrain oh, of. Right. Uh, I had Tama drop it off and just like with a little note thanking him for the nice evening and all. Um, uh, yes, he did. He must okay. have. Uh, he must have gotten that a little later that evening. Okay. Um, but at approximately, uh, what what time would you say it is since you guys have been up and working on this? Hmm. I mean, it's been, it's been a couple hours. Uh, Time flies, you know. For my part, I think uh, six a.m. and uh, because it's it's mostly time consuming. 
a complicated. Well, that's the time that you started, but yeah, but uh, yeah, to to. It's probably close to lunchtime. Twelve a.m. and oh, uh, the okay. the afternoon too. Part of that Okay, so you guys will say that it will say that it's getting close to noon time. Now, one thing that you've noticed about Mr. Corbett is usually on Sundays around ten or eleven. Well, probably eleven on the dot. Uh, he likes to go for a drive. So uh, he has gotten in his car and he's driven away. He's usually gone for two or three hours and then he comes back. He drives on the country roads. I would have probably seen him drive off if yes. I was on my porch. Yeah. Say, uh, why don't we, uh, do you think maybe, uh, I mean, I, I don't mean to, I wouldn't want to just uh, impose, <laughs> but uh, he didn't seem to... Um, he didn't seem too keen on the trap idea at first. Uh, you know, maybe maybe we should go over and maybe set set him up. We don't even need to need to let him know. You know, we'll be saving his uh, saving his organic produce. Uh, you know, so uh, maybe you know, go by the backyard and see if uh, we find a good thicket where uh, where these raccoons might be coming in at and uh, set up some traps. What do you say? Yeah, yeah, that uh, that is um, a good bet. Yeah. So in this part boys, of, of course, they're going to have to come help us out because uh, you know these hands don't these hands don't do the hard labor. I'm, so in in this part of New England and especially in your neighborhood, I mean, there's not a huge security risk at all. Uh, so you don't really have solid fences. You don't have chain link or anything like that. You have hedges that separate your yards, and they're only uh, part of the. They they really only go between your properties because the front of your property is usually more or less open to the street and the back of your party backs up against woodlands. Um, so you guys are completely, your whole community is kind of surrounded by woodlands and isolated. And then just to the north is the city proper. Um, so okay. you guys feel both isolated and at the same time, you're literally, you could walk through the stands of trees and come out into Arkham proper if you wanted to. You guys often do walk. You can walk to town in 10 or 15 minutes. Um, so his property is laid out. Uh, his house is in the front. Um, directly behind his house, but about halfway through the yard, is his greenhouse, uh, which is a fairly substantial greenhouse. It's maybe uh, 12 feet wide and maybe 25 or 26 feet long. Um, it's a good proper greenhouse. Uh, it is whitewashed, uh, so that you know reduces the the blazing hot sun. Uh, and then directly to the, if you're if you're looking north, south, east, and west, directly to the right hand side of that is his vegetable garden, which takes up almost half of his property uh, in the back. Uh, and then there are fruit trees that sort of ring the whole whole yard. The front has flower beds. Uh, say, boys, do you remember what what it was that the uh, that the raccoons uh, had a taste for? Uh, what, what what was it? What did it say? Well, I would presume that they dig up most of his vegetables. Uh, I mean, what, what do you say? Maybe along the tree line, then. Uh, so, you know, I, we wouldn't want him stepping on uh, stepping on one of these things. So. Uh, you know, maybe maybe uh, maybe out by the tree line, see if we can see where there's been any uh, tracks or uh, uh, like parting and uh, underbrush. You know. 
that would be a good start. Yes, if we can find, if we can find traces of uh, of them gathering around, that would be something interesting. Yeah, I can't think of a better way to convince him to show up to poker night than to catch these, uh, you know, catch these vegetable thieves, you know, red-handed, and be able to, you know, hey, let's look, see, we're all in this together. You know, we help each other in this neighborhood, right? Yeah. You're you're telling this to Eugene. Is are, is anybody else in on it? Uh, Peter would certainly see you walk into his yard. Yeah, I'm. I'll yeah, if 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 I'm on my porch um, and I spot them. Like, what are these guys up to? We really should talk to, to Mr. Corbett before just going and messing around in his garden, I think. Yeah, we've got oh. these big, like, kind of boxes. They look like lobster traps or something, you know. The, uh, the you know, they, these big, they, they definitely look, uh, look like they're uh, not manufactured, uh, mass produced. They look, uh, you know, they're, they're nailed and uh, artesian, I guess. Uh, the raccoon traps there, you know, and we're, we're probably talking animatedly about uh, the different techniques for spring loaded versus uh, gravity shut gate trap things. You know, well, the, fine, the finer points of uh, you know, gravity is easier to made and faster, but spring loaded but is safer. Yeah, exactly. If uh, you know, if, if it's if it's off center, or if it's uh, if, you know, if the animal isn't perfectly on the platform, then uh, gravity just doesn't have enough force to spring it shut. So there's a lot of easier chance of not just the animal getting away, but the animal being partially trapped. And you know, I, raccoons are I've, they're known to chew their own leg off to get away. Uh, you know, so you wouldn't you, you know we we wouldn't want that. So uh, I, I'm just super glad you you know you decided to use the springs. Hearing all this chatter on the street, I open my screen door and look out into the bright afternoon at these goofballs with their contraptions and <coughs> muttering. And I'm, I, is that, have you got a new, uh, are you trying a new illusion out in the neighborhood survey? Uh, yeah, it's the, uh, the disappearing raccoon thief trick. Uh, oh, huh. yeah, we, we figured we'd, uh, we, you know, we'd show our, uh, our appreciation for Mr. Corbett coming over. Uh, you know, by taking care of that problem, you know, I, you know, you could tell he's uh, he's carrying a heavy load. But uh, the only thing he verbalized to us was the uh, the the these these damn bandits there, the raccoons stealing all of his vegetables. So we figured we'd. Well, it was the out. corn he complained about. But you think that um, you think a raccoon is going to go anywhere near your funny-looking boxes full of? They love shiny stuff. Is that a thing about raccoons? I didn't know. I thought that. Are you sure it's not a crow trap? Uh, I don't know. That yeah, I would crows know that. are. Like yeah, good point. Crows are more tired. Not tired, but you didn't mention crows being a problem. This, yeah. But yeah, that looks like something a magpie might find attractive. It's, uh, and you are you going to just drop it in his garden? Well, we don't want it. We don't want him to get hurt. Uh, uh, you know, we were thinking maybe along uh, uh, along the thicket there. You know, where the where the cornfield meets the uh, meets the the wood line. Uh, Horatio, are you seeing this? I, I'm afraid. Where they, wreck, where they come out? I'm afraid our neighbors have gone mad. How does it work? Yeah. Show me how it works. There, okay, so, there are uh, still animals. If we, 
is it are you gonna bait it are you gonna steal some of bernard's bernard's corn and put it inside so uh, a raccoon when it uh they you know they use their hands they're very dexterous animals um you know the 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 traps they the thing about a raccoon is once it makes a fist uh you know it, 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 it'll reach in for the uh you know for for the uh, the the we put the coins or just something shiny in there when it reaches in uh you know the that's when the 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 the, the spring is released and it starts to close around it they start to pull and they're uh, they just they're they're unable to uh let go uh they just they don't think of it they just they've, they've got a, a hold of whatever they're trying to grab and by the time they realize oh if i let go i can get my hand back out their uh the trap is uh, shut behind them wow that is an astonishing series of notions uh yeah it's a uh, old appalachian uh appalachian mountain man trick uh but my third uh stagehand bosco he was uh yeah, yeah he was from pennsylvania so in I response simpler i do have simpler very simpler uh, I take a bit of the food I have in my storage and uh, I put it, inside, put it inside the box a little bit so that they, they are um, leaning towards it. There is a pressure pressure plate kind of mechanism be, beneath it. The raccoon gets on top of it. The mechanism activates itself. The trap, the trap just closes on himself. In response, in response to Peter's um, shout over to me, I close my hefty book of Homer and, and walk over and join them. Um, yeah, I'm, uh, just, I'm, I'm taking off my slippers and putting on something to walk across as well. Uh, so, so you're all standing in the middle of the street talking. <laughs> Your street is never busy. Luckily, so. yeah, it's very, the only person who's going to be driving is... Uh, Mr. Corbett, if he comes back early. Uh, so I'm, uh, you know, I, I'm, we're planning to gamble on the weekend, but I'm already prepared uh, to make a wager that neither of these cockamamie raccoon traps work at all. And I will pay you 20 American dollars if they do, but I get to write the patent and uh, I'll take a, a very marginal 5% share Oh, I think I'll, I'll just make it for you. Just... But if I win, it's a uh, you get a five percent share. Well, not I being mean, a gambling man myself, a... I'll pass on that, Peter. But um, if you have a better idea of or a better understanding of raccoons, I'm open to other situations, other mechanism mechanism. You know, to be tomorrow to find a solution I mean, to the problem. On. Don't 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 step on this action here. I'm about to make forty dollars off this guy. Don't don't you know? Don't, don't help him out. Yeah, no, I, I'm I'm entirely comfortable wagering forty dollars that you will not catch a raccoon in that remarkable contraption of yours. Um, you might be part of the, your next illusion, but uh, an animal trap it certainly is not. Yeah, um, so you you think that the you think that the illusion is the uh, how to make a, a a raccoon disappear. It's actually uh, how to make your spending money disappear. From your wallet and then transmogrify itself into mine. Could could, could 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 it be possible to make some sort of a scarecrow? Some sort of device to. I think the problem with all of these theories is that raccoons are actually quite clever little buggers. 
and um, they're going to see through your funny box and your funny, I mean, the pressure plate, it's going to leap into the air before it falls into a box and it's going to climb a scarecrow and whistle for its pals and then they'll eat the stuffing. That's what I think. Let's go and set these uh, nonsense traps up. And uh, we have to leave. At least I'm trying. Oh, I appreciate the drawing. I, you know, I, I have access to the patents in the US Patent Office and perhaps there is an actual raccoon trap and I'll research it tomorrow when I'm good to work. Uh, and we'll see how something that works is made rather than something that a couple of uh, local lunatics invented on a Saturday morning while hungover. Uh, I mean, we, we, we could um, contact uh, a pest, pest man. Well, you know, I mean, as we know, Bernard has opinions about how things are done. He's got his little frog houses and so on. But uh, mm. I'll take your point, Peter. Mm. Yeah, let's let's set these up, uh, I guess. Well, I mean, you're the inventors. You should set them up where you like. And we'll take uh, and I'll, we'll leave a note for Bernard on his front door so he doesn't wander out in the evening with a pipe and find himself permanently encased in one of your ingenious contraptions. All right, so to give you a little bit of an idea of the layout, uh, it looks, uh, Mr. Corbett's yard is pretty much laid out like this. Ah. And I realize on my thing here, I put garage. He doesn't really have a garage. None of you really do. You have a little carport. Your car can park under there, but it's really just a roof over the area. Um, the large vegetable garden in the back, the greenhouse, and there's there's a, 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 a gardening shed, you know, where all of his equipment is. Um, I didn't really show the hedge on there, but everything that he has is immaculate. Um, the grass is perfectly even. The hedges are perfectly even across the top. Uh, the vegetable garden is planted with everything, perfect spaces in between everything. It's all lush, all the plants are the same size. Um, it's quite lovely. Uh, and as you wander a bit around, you do notice that around the perimeter of his vegetable garden, um, every once in a while you'll see a piece of pottery, believed to be brown or white or, or a, uh, like a coffee cup that he broke, um, buried in the ground. Um, there's my coffee cup. It's buried like this so that the ground is about like that. Ah. And um, you, you notice almost immediately as you approach that there'll be a little toad sitting in the mouth of that, that cup that'll immediately back, jump back into the, into the coffee cup as you approach, but you, you catch glimpses of them. There must be 20 of them or so all the way around. Find that quite disconcerting. Yeah, make, try not to make sure you don't step on them. Uh, reminds me of the, uh, oh, the uh, when the the defense of Jerusalem, they, uh, they I think it was the Greeks. I think they uh, they would plant terracotta pots in the field, and uh, when the horses, when the Huns came or whoever it was to uh, to try to invade, they'd break their legs and they'd step on the, you know, step on these clay pots. So, you know, watch out. Uh, we don't want to get trapped by one of Corbett's traps trying to help him out with one of ours. I'd probably make a point of correcting you historically right. on, on that if if 
you're not yeah, and it, this is totally accurate. No clue what he's talking about. He's just trying to like tell a half remembered story to seem. He's always trying to like overinflate his uh, uh, his intelligence, but it, it never quite comes off because the details are messed up. You know. Uh, I'd most definitely um, correct you on your historical inaccuracies. Yeah, there you go. You can you can see that there's not really any protection for the garden. Um, uh, probably deer and uh, and raccoons and possums can literally just walk into his yard um, from the back. Maybe rabbits too. They probably have rabbits. Um, Impressive that he has any lettuces at all. Yeah, but despite that, his his garden is is in very good condition. Uh, his cabbages don't have little caterpillars or anything. Everything looks very beautiful as it's growing, like a picture. Really, really need to ask this man his his formula for his um for the secret to growing these plants. It's amazing, and he also but fruit you, trees. Fruit trees all go around. Do you do you guys see any tracks? Raccoon tracks? Uh, in the grass, it would be hard, right? Yeah, you wouldn't see them in the grass. Hmm. You know, and the, and the tree line, I mean, it's clever the way he has his fruit trees up against the wild trees so that they um, are productive, but, but uh, don't stand out like uh, a beacon for vermin or whatever, of whatever kind. Where are you going to put your, um, your gizmos and your doodads? Oh, I was, just gonna I was for, thinking uh, about... The... Yeah, you first, go ahead. I was thinking about putting it somewhere where he could see it. Well, also with having a little note on it so that he isn't that surprised and also saying that it's on me, on us. Well, we should leave a note on his door, certainly. Not wait for him to find it in the backyard and feel yeah. trespassed upon. Are there any bird feeders in the garden? There, there are not. You, you wouldn't guess that he was a nature lover. I mean, this is this is gardening in the very classic sense. All right, nature controlling. Uh, so while um, amateur inventors are setting up their uh, comical boxes full of springs, I'm going to uh, peer into the greenhouse. Okay. See what other varieties of orchid he has in there. Uh, when you approach the greenhouse, as I said, it's all whitewashed, so you can't actually see inside. You can see that there are plants in there. You mm -hmm. can see the shadows of them, um, but there's no place where you can see through, unless you were to scratch the whitewash away from the glass. Uh, so it goes, it covers, it goes right up to the uh, wooden slats between the panes. It's not correct. Right. Okay. Um, is there a glass roof of the greenhouse? Yes. Is is that whitewashed as it's, well? It's all whitewashed. Yeah, it's a common practice. You guys probably, you oh, guys might even have little greenhouses of your own if you have your own little gardens. Um, you start plants in there when the winter is there, so that you can plant them in the spring. Right. And in the summer, you want a degree of opacity so they don't turn into hot boxes that right. make your plants into Just oblivion. Just cook everything. Okay. Um, uh, you can all do. Listen, rolls. Rolls, you say? First one of the game, isn't it? Yep, it is. Seven, uh, listen, listen, listen. 17. It's a hard success. Uh, 17 on 17. Oh, two. 
Oh, nice. fail, fail. Um, you definitely, uh, those of you who passed, uh, you definitely notice that there is the sound of, of what sounds like some sort of an air compressor inside, probably keeping it from getting too hot, like an air conditioner. Oh, my. Because right That's now, fancy. it's it's June, it's probably, it's probably 80 degrees outside. Like 24 Celsius? Yeah, I'm afraid I don't know my Celsius. Hot. Hot. Yeah. hot, hot, but not it's unbearable. Hot. Right, and it's not too humid. Uh, a proper summer day. Well, by the sounds of that, I don't think we should mess with the greenhouse. Um, I, I think I'll go and put up the note while you guys put up your your traps. Also, the greenhouse is padlocked, so. Well, we ain't gonna go in there then yet. Right. <laughs> hmm. Uh, the shed has any, I don't know if you're going to look, but the shed would have any tools that you would need for gardening if you guys need to do something to set your trap. or The, sh the shed isn't padlocked. Uh, the shed is not padlocked. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, what the, with the, based on my abilities uh you know with uh with locks and all that is this a high quality padlock i mean it's it's a fairly high it's a high quality something that he would have gotten okay. from the hardware yeah. store okay. within the last few couple of years mm. yeah he's probably just some of the uh, some of the finer pieces from his import business he keeps i'm sure he has just uh maybe uh maybe some bird feeders or a water fountain from uh uh, you know, from, from Greece or something. I'm sure he just has, uh, so, you know, something that uh, he doesn't want to keep at the shop, perhaps, you know, for uh, for high value clients. You know, I, I, I say I say we uh, just when uh, when we catch these raccoons, you know, we can uh, we can ask us to see what the what kind of fancy trinkets from the Far East he has waiting for us in there to, to admire. Um, but uh, I'm going to go set that up. So I'm going to go a lot past the fruit trees along the actual tree line right. where the uh, where the the grass stops and okay. just the where, green, yeah. uh, where the uh, raccoons the, would come first yeah right yeah yeah just out of natural curiosity um the whitewash is it on the inside or the outside it's on the outside um you can see the grass around the edges of the greenhouse have little splashes of, of white it's basically there, lime and water that you are there any um blank patches that allow visual access to the inside of the greenhouse there there aren't it's pretty even all the way around however whitewash is just a coating on the glass you could scratch just, it off with your yeah thumbnail out, if you wanted out of to. natural curiosity i just make a little thumbnail size hole in the whitewash okay. and, peek. and have a peek peek through all right, do a do a spot hidden for me. Oh, uh, oh. that's hard. Okay, twenty three. But actually, answer a question for me. Are you going to do this right about eye level? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. So you look through the greenhouse, and of course, you're looking into an area that's beautifully brightly lit 
Um, it's lit because the whitewash actually distributes the light evenly all inside. So it's very bright, uh, but it's not direct sunlight blazing down. Uh, it's uh, a well-organized jungle. Um, there's all sorts of things growing in there. And you can see directly under your, your vision right here, there are benches. So the, the way you think of this laid out is there are, there are slatted benches along the sides. And then there is another bench in the center. So it's wide enough that you've got a bench, an aisle, a big bench, an aisle, and then the bench right in front of you. And directly in front of you, there are trays of young plants that are all growing in rows that he would probably later transplant out into larger things. You've seen this all kind of before because you've seen how vegetables grow. Um, but a lot of them, uh, it's almost like he's got that towards the front of the greenhouse and then towards the back. There are all sorts of exotic things growing. There are uh, some vines that go up to the uh, up into the rafters of the greenhouse. There are large, oddly shaped um, uh, gourds or pitchers or something that are hanging down. There are orchids growing everywhere. There's a big, uh, like a beer barrel uh, or half a half a whiskey barrel. Uh, with some sort of uh, beautiful exotic blue flower thing growing in it. Um, and you've got a hard. Uh, so as you're looking, you also notice that um, at the far end of the greenhouse, um, kind of where this plant is, this big uh, blue flowered plant, it looks like there's a statue and it's sitting on a pedestal, uh, a plinth. Um, it's about so big you can't really tell what it is and it is gold or at least it's painted gold or gold leafed um, golden color something something that looks vaguely oriental or indian or and that's what you can see through the i i don't recognize the uh it's not a you can't see it well enough to Okay. You're kind of straining to see anything at all at that end. But other than that, it looks like a regular greenhouse. You don't recognize all the plants, but lots of flowers, lots of uh, things. Very, it's like, it's like a trial. I feel like you're looking into a beautiful tropical jungle. And now you've got a big spot there. <laughs> Well, thumbnail size, but yeah. Um. Jakobus, what are you going to put in the note that won't, won't make Eugène and Survey seem like complete maniacs? <laughs> well, I was thinking maybe something um, taking care of your of your raccoon problem. Um He's a bit scientific about so many things. Maybe we should propose that it's an experiment. Uh, he might find that. I mean, he's. It's not as though Bernard is famous for his sense of humor, but, you know, maybe we can suggest 
by tone. You know, let's, why don't you tell him that um, there's a wager on whoever can solve uh, Mr. Corbett's raccoon problem will win a prize. That sounds fair. Maybe uh, we can just... tell him the uh, the odds. Mm-hmm. We, we we fancy we'll win this. Yeah, and he'll be back, you know, before uh, dusk begins. So if he has, tell him to to call. Uh, tell him to call survey for an explanation. That'll serve okay. him right. Yeah, and I'll right, keep an eye me, for his return. Let me pop around back to my place, and I'll I'll get up uh, a notepad and pencil. All right. So you leave your note, and then I imagine you all go back to where you are, somewhere around three o'clock in the afternoon. Uh, Mr. Corbett's car pulls into his uh, houseport, and he uh, he gets out and uh, goes up to his uh, porch and you see him uh, fiddle with the key on the front door and uh, he seems to have a little difficulty getting in. Now, Peter, you probably know from the occasions when he goes on vacation and you watch his house that his door kind of sticks. Mm-hmm. You know, it's got that problem. So he fiddles with that for a second, then it opens and he uh, goes inside. Where'd you leave the note? On the front door? Yeah. All right, so you see him look at the note and grab the note and um, step inside to, to read it and close the door. And uh, you, if, if Peter, you happen to be watching, um, I am. after a bit, uh, maybe 10 minutes or so, you see him uh, go out, you can't see him go out his back door, uh, but you notice him suddenly appear over by his garden and he... Uh, he walks out past the fruit trees and you see him stand akimbo for a few minutes and walk back and forth and look at uh, however how how many did you put out there two how many how many traps two traps yeah i think it's prototypes right okay he uh he looks at them and he gets hunkers down and he kind of is fiddling trying to see you know how they're going to work and uh, crosses his arms and uh, then walks away from them uh he goes over and as he's walking back uh you suddenly see him stop and he turns and looks over at his greenhouse and then you all you can see from where you are is he walks behind his house towards the greenhouse because can't actually see the greenhouse from your house. Um, and I didn't probably see Horatio get up to his hijinks. Right. So. Um, but that's all that you see of him. So at some point, he probably goes in his house, which you can't see him do either. Um, and I go and tell Marta, like, I think we'll, he'll probably call Survey, and then Survey will call me. Or maybe he'll call Jen first, and then. Well, it's going to be funny. We should. Uh, would you put up the kettle on? I want. I want to have uh, some tea and await the neighborhood hilarity. Well, maybe twenty minutes go by and survey. You do suddenly the phone. Your phone rings. So I've been waiting with bated breath because uh, nothing exciting ever happens here. Um, 
this is this is great. There's a there's a mystery afoot. Uh, I, I'm practically uh, have my hand on the receiver in anticipation already. Uh, hello. Ah, survey. It's uh, it's Bernard. Ah, I see. Yeah. Did you uh, you you heard about the wager? I, I hear. I, well, I I I saw your uh, very uh, imaginative contraptions. Um. Uh, uh, just just uh, you know, out of curiosity, which one, which one do you uh, which which one would you say that uh, who made who, which made which? Uh, oh, you did make them both. The the one over by the apple tree. Um, it has me only a little bit concerned because I was thinking, um, uh, isn't it possible that the um, the raccoon could get, uh, you know, it's 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 little hand trapped, and so, uh, the 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 beauty of it is that the uh, so the when it as it closes its its fist, it, it can reach its hand in there. When it makes a fist, it's too big uh, to to get back out through the hole. And as it pulls back, that releases the spring that shuts the box behind it. It's almost like a lobster trap. If you've ever been trawling up in Maine, uh, they, oh, they, I, they, I, I, they I can crawl see in there. And so at, by the time they realize that, uh, oh, all I need to do is let go of my hand, the door is shut behind them. It's just it's a way to ensure that the uh, the animals the whole way into the trap before the mechanism is sprung. I, I uh, see. Yeah, well, yeah, I, I'm just hoping that it doesn't like get its arm caught in there and uh because it'll it'll probably injure itself and i don't but but, but we'll see we'll see it's a very interesting design you should get uh you should get peter to uh patent it if uh if it uh, works yeah uh, um, yeah yeah you, you should uh, you should be a betting man too that's exactly the wager that we made i also um i also kind of noticed that was was any were any of you around my greenhouse oh yeah we uh well we uh i think i heard some of the uh some of the other boys talking about uh as i was heading back um you know they noticed that the uh just the the immaculately kept uh you know just you have an amazing garden over there we just were wondering what kind of riches uh you know riches the uh the greenhouse could hold uh but uh you know we noticed that it was locked so uh, I, I figured that, uh, you know, perhaps if we solve this raccoon problem, that then maybe we'll get a peek at whatever uh, is inside. Well, and, and I kind of lower my voice a little bit. I'm guessing you have some, uh, you know, so, some of the some of the good stock uh, from the import business back there. You know, so I totally understand not wanting to keep it in the shop. Uh, my, I imagine you don't pay your stock hands enough to uh, to keep out. It's, it's nothing like that. It's um, there's a lot of plants that need a very specific temperature and humidity, and I've got the thing uh, controlled and, and balanced. So I don't, I, I myself don't even go in there except you know when I need something or or, or so forth. Um, I mean, I what I saw was a little bit of the whitewashing. It's it's not a big deal. I mean, if you guys want to peek, you know, just ask. I'll I'll show you around the greenhouse. Uh, it's just plants. It's nothing, nothing really important, um, except they're important to me. And I, I, like I say, I'm trying to grow them. Some of them are very unusual and exotic from uh, parts of the world, uh, are very difficult to keep alive. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I, I don't really even mind that you came on my property, but, you know, because, you know, I'm not, I don't have any regrets or, or I mean, uh, reservations about any of you. 
Uh, but if you guys are curious about anything, just you know, just ask, and we can I can show you around. Um, of course, next week, uh, I you know I got work during the week. Of course, of course. Well, uh, I, I'm I'm less looking forward to. I was hoping that you had some, uh, you know, something exciting back there. But uh, yeah, just plants. I'm I'm not uh, not too big into nature. I uh, yeah. Well, so. I'll show you but sometime if you guys are interested. If we're coming by, of course, I'm not going to turn down the opportunity to, you know, witness your horticultural excellence there. So. Probably your wives would be more interested in the flowers and things. Of course, of course. All right. Um, yeah, I'll keep you apprised on the raccoon situation indeed i've got 40 dollars on the line huh. all right have a good evening you too all right and so what do you do <laughs> do you want to call the others or i'm gonna um i'm guessing at this point uh, looking out the window and seeing who's on the front porch you know who's got the blinds uh, open and uh you know i i'm waiting to see if uh i'm waiting to see if peter's on the porch if he has to go inside because he's getting a phone call next and if not then uh uh you know i'll uh i'll give him a call peter has the advantage of he can see everything at mr corbett's from his front window because it looks right out there <laughs> uh, I, don't so know. I probably wouldn't be able to see his front porch anyway so i probably would give peter a call um you know, because okay. I wouldn't have even seen, uh, you know, him him get there and, you know, the whole thing. Um, so, uh, yeah, I guess I would call Peter and, uh, yeah, do that whole deal. And it's been 18 minutes, Marta. Mark it down. I was almost precise. Hello. Hello. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, so uh, did he? Uh, w w did he? Did he, he? He saw the traps. Uh, which which one did he go to first? Uh, the uh, the one. I mean, I he because he was walking from his back porch. It took him about about eight minutes from when he entered and saw the note to go to the backyard, and he went to the one uh, farthest to the east first I, I didn't hide it as well as uh i i didn't i didn't hide it as well i guess um uh the raccoons are definitely gonna aren't gonna be fooled by it then well you know he, he, he was looking pressed he he gave he gave it he gave them both uh concerted attention so he i i think that bernard thinks you're a little less crazy than i do um yeah well i just spoke with him um he uh he, he asked uh to, hey, did you guys mess with the? Did you guys mess with the greenhouse? Um, he he offered to show you guys uh, to show us. Uh, I guess he's just got plants in there or something. But uh, I don't know. It sounded like he could tell we were around by there. So uh, I, I think he was being polite. It didn't seem like he was too upset about it. But uh, yeah, I guess just the plants. Um, the, what do you mean the, mess the with? Delicate. What just what was that? What do you mean mess with? I I, I don't know. I mean maybe it was footprints. Uh, he just. Uh, he, he asked if we were around the 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 greenhouse. I just told him that because of the lock, we uh, I figured that he had some import export uh, goods in there, something that he didn't want to keep at the shop. But uh, yeah, just it's I, I don't know uh, how he would have known we were in there. So I was just wondering if you know, did you guys jimmy the lock or did you, did you peek in or what? Yeah, I don't think I anybody know. would have broken into the greenhouse. Um, right? Yeah, I thought it was odd. You know, he's so precise about everything. Who knows? Yeah. Uh, 
All right. Well, the grass bent too far. Yeah. Yeah. Really. Um, when do raccoons? Hmm. Yeah. I mean, they're 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 night uh, nocturnal animals. I don't know when they do most of their family rearing and all that. I wonder. I'm I'm impatient for the resolution. In fact, we should figure out the terms of that. How long do these traps have to not work before uh, you abandon them? Well, uh, I would say that you know, given the fact that both of them have some kind of uh, mechanism, you know, that's uh, it's that's being held open by tension, that uh, they they're going to spring themselves eventually. I'm sure, you know, wind or uh, you know anything like that. So I suppose once the door shuts on the trap. Uh, whether if there's not something in it, then uh, the, then the bet is lost. What do you say? Or Corbett becomes too impatient and has you take them away. I bet they're going to be full of earwigs within a week. Mm. Um, yeah. All right. Well, uh, you've uh, satisfied a wager between Marta and me. Uh, I get to have an extra brandy after supper. Uh, uh, best of luck. And may the best yeah. man win. Indeed, he shall. All right. And let's say that over the course of the next couple of days, all of that information gets shared with everybody. <laughs> thing. Um, you don't hear, uh, as the week progresses, anything much from Mr. Corbett. I mean, he goes about his thing, his, his work, um, comes back in the evenings, does, follows his routine precisely. Um, Peter, you might occasionally have noticed him go and check those traps just to make sure, but uh, apparently nothing so far. Yes, Horatio. Um, if, if I find out that he was a bit concerned about someone tampering with his greenhouse, uh -huh. then I will make a point of visiting Mr. Corbett and... Um, to apologize if I overstepped um, and, you know, be honest with him. It was pure, you know, purely curiosity, natural, natural curiosity. I, I didn't, you know, I didn't mean. At the time that you speak to him, he really doesn't have the free time to show you around the greenhouse, but he doesn't really mind. He knows that you were curious and, you know, if humans weren't curious, then we would never have gotten this far. Um, he seems very understanding. And if you guys would like to see something, you know, sometime he can set that up. You guys can come and visit and he'll show you around. But it's really nothing. He says it's really, it's just he's most concerned with the, the climate inside there. Um, all right. I'm, I wanna, I'm I wanna, very, very apologetic towards it, though towards my actions. I, I want to move ahead now because we're getting close to the end. Um, at least the end of tonight. Uh, were you going to invite him to poker? You were. Absolutely, yeah. Um, he declines. Uh, and you're not really surprised. He, he declines just about everything. But he's very gracious and he thanks you and all of that. Um, so a week goes by, Saturday comes and goes, that's the last day of the month, and now it's Sunday, uh, the first, uh, and you guys have been playing poker uh, 
you you got together maybe a little bit earlier, uh, maybe let's say around 11 a.m. Uh, you had a nice lunch. Um, the ladies got started on their bridge games uh, and you guys are teaching Horatio how to play poker and he's picking up on it. You know, it's an easy enough game. And you start with Penny Ante and then you uh, you start you know, raising the stakes a little bit. So, it's... I think that I'm. Uh, I think that I'm going to um, try to use a little bit of uh, you know stage sleight of hand. I want to. I want to help uh, feed him some good cards from the bottom of the deck. You know, uh -huh. we're all friends. It's his first time playing. I want him to have a good time. So if I can send him a couple aces, uh, I'm going to do that. All right. Um, all right. So it's around three in the afternoon. I would like you all to do spot hiddens. Oh, that's an extreme 2%. Critical failure. Oh, oh eight. So Horatio and Jacobus both got extremes. Yes. I've had two rolls both in the 80s. <clears throat> okay. And so the rest of you failed. Okay. Yeah. So I'm going to describe what happens like this. Horatio and Jacobus are sitting on one side of the table. And you other three are kind of wrapped around the other side of the table. It's, uh, it's a round table that you got from quite a ways. But from Jacobus's and Horatio's point of view, they can see out the, uh, your, bay, your bay window in the front. Uh, towards Mr. Corbett's. So while you are playing your cards, uh, uh, you are only half noticing what's going on outside, but you see Mr. Corbett drive up right about three o'clock, which is about his usual time for finishing his drive. He uh, gets out of his car and he goes to his trunk and he pulls out a couple of packages um, one of the packages is about this long, and it's, it's an oblong sort of package. And the other package is kind of round and, and uh, oddly shaped, like a, a ball, about a, the size of a, a large melon or so. But it's all, they're all wrapped up in brown paper. He gets out, he closes his trunk, he walks up to his front door, and he begins to fiddle with the lock, uh, trying to hold these things in his hand. And as he does this, he accidentally drops the packages. And they, they hit the, uh, the, the porch. And the round one sort of rolls a little bit. And the, uh, the oblong one ro rolls right to the edge of the step and unwraps just a little bit. And because you guys got extremes, you guys are, are, are thinking, as you're looking, it's like, oh, you know, he... He dropped his packages and the one that unwrapped you sort of go well what what is that um it's kind of cylindrical and um about that long uh and it kind of flopped when it hit the ground and you're thinking is it a a fish is he having fish for dinner you know is it is it like a salmon or a fish it's, it's kind of gray, but 
not dark gray, kind of light gray. And Mr. Corbett unlocks the door and opens it up and he turns back around and he grabs up the, the, the ball package under his arm and he reaches down and grabs the, the thing lying there. And as he picks it up, it sort of flops out of the packages as he's sort of trying to wrap it back up. And what you see is not a fish. It looks like a hand on the end oh of the arm. Oh my God, what is that? And both of you suddenly start and he's wrapped it up and gone in the house. And that's where we're going to end it for tonight. <laughs> um, when we get back, you guys can do sanity rolls. You can do sanity rolls now uh, yeah. just to see if you leap up out of your chair. I, I leap up. <laughs> okay. oh, I made it by 4%. Okay. Well, I think if you made it, you don't scream. You might gasp a little. Uh, but Jacobus, you you visibly stand up and look. Now you're not a hundred percent sure of what you saw. It was just a moment, and you guys have been drinking a little. I, I'm teetotal, so but that sure didn't look like a fish. So that is where we will end it for this evening. Our players included Yusuf Gita. Uh, David Gassaway, Will Logston, uh, Chris Von Weich, and Simon Benfey as, uh, with myself as the Keeper of the Secrets. We had some interesting names tonight. <laughs> we have a Discord server where you can chat with our other members. You can set up private games and you can learn the finer arts of gameplay and game mastering. There's a link below. We provide audio-only versions of our shows free for you to download from Podbean or iTunes. The cost involved with the show are provided almost entirely by our patrons. Without them, we wouldn't be able to do what we do. If you'd like to help support our show, please visit our Patreon account. Just a dollar or two a month helps us a lot. You can find a link in the description below. Like, share, and subscribe to our channel and punch the bell icon for updates on our latest shows and leave us some comments. We enjoy reading them and answering any questions you might have. This is Tom Rayleigh, together with all the members of our gaming club, inviting you to journey with us once again into the darkness for another adventure in the universe of H.P. Lovecraft and the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. Until next time, good luck and good gaming.